Top of the morning to y'all. What up, what up, what up? Great to see you guys this week. I hope everybody had a safe and fun 4th of July weekend. Let's hear it for America. Happy, like, billionth birthday. I don't know. 1776. That was like a billion years ago. I don't know. I think that, right? It is 1776, right? Yeah? Okay. It's funny because, like, I always try and have, like, a fake conversation. But as in, like, I got a producer, which I don't. I really wish I had a water. Wish I had a producer so that they could hand me one of those waters over there. But, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, dude, why does this mic always do this? There we go. There we go. We're in business, boys. We are in business. What up? What up, everybody? It's uh, Monday. And uh, it's Monday morning. It's still morning. We got two minutes till afternoon. What up? Um, good to see you guys. Good to see you all made it through the 4th of July weekend without, you know, dying or, you know, blowing a finger off. Um, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a big risk taker. So, you know, I just have my, my boys do it. Uh, you know, we tried lighting off some fireworks and, uh, you know, and my boy, you know, shot the Vaughn, you know, he tried lighting some, you know, his finger got black. He's like, I'm starting to lose, I'm starting to lose my fingerprint, man. It was so funny, dude. He's trying to light the, he's trying to light the fireworks. The flames come back out and say, ah, one more time. Ah, hold up. Oh, I'll find the video. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, oh, I get a Snapchat. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, is this it? I think this is it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happens when you give uh, three 18-year-olds a lighter and fireworks. Dude. Did you know that they charge a 6% tax on fireworks? I did not know that. I was like, why is my total so high? I mean, I shouldn't say so high because it was only like 72 cents, but I was like, something's fishy there. I checked the receipt, dude. Charged me 6% sales tax shot to Michigan. Uh, and then on top of that, 6% fireworks fee. I was like, dude, what the heck? Since when is this even a thing? Dude, and another thing, the coolest thing in the world, the coolest thing in the world is because I'm 18, so like I can buy like a little bit of cool stuff. Is when the lady behind the counter is like, "Can I see your ID?" I'm like, "Yes, you can." And that's rare. That's rare because I never have my wallet on me. I never know where my wallet's at. I couldn't find my wallet today. It was in my truck. So that just shows like I don't keep track of my wallet very good. And so when people are like, "Hey, can I see your ID?" I'm like, Psh, "Yes, you can." I feel like the grownest adult in the world. I mean, like I am an adult. I should be able to make my own dentist appointments, but it's a different story for a different day. Um, it's so cool. So cool, man. I feel like a true... I feel like my father. I feel like the great... I feel like a father, honestly. I feel like, you know, my father, my uncle. I feel like every, everybody who's, like, above me. I'm like, dude, I'm right there with you guys. I'm right there with you guys. I can, you know, if these... If, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not 21, but, like, you know... If I was, you know, I'd be like, yeah, here's my ID. And I would just, I'd feel so cool. So cool, man. It's got a hair in my mouth. <clears throat> yeah, dude. When people ask to see your ID and you hand them your ID, that is the coolest feeling. The only thing about me doing it is I left my, I left just my ID in my, in my pants one day and then I washed them. And so my ID is like a zigzag. So I always feel, I'm always kind of self-conscious about handing it because I'm like, is this fake? I'm like, no, I just put it in the washer because I'm an idiot. So either way, you know, I'm kind of the dumb one here. But hey, you know, I'm kind of used to it by now. Yeah, but yeah, um, we tried lighting some fireworks. It, it was all right. You know, we spent like 12 bucks at Meyer and we got like an hour's fun out of it. I was like, that's, that's like 
a dollar every five minutes. Like, that's not bad at all. Wish uh, wish Pock and Toast could have been there. But they were off having some good old family time. You know, you always need some good old family time, you know. It was nice. Uh, Fourth of July weekend. I, I had to work all, all three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I couldn't go. But my entire family was uh, was out of town. I went three hours up north to see my grandma. Shout out to my grandma. And um, so I had the house myself for you know very minimal time. Basically from the time I woke up at noon to the time I left work for work at 3.30 to the time I got home at 11.30 and then I went to bed like an hour later. So I barely even had the house myself. You know, I wish I could have capitalized, but, you know, life happens. I think I got the house myself this weekend, but, you know, I'll get to that in a second, man. You guys already know I've got to get to what's coming up this weekend in a minute. You already know. But, you know, I don't like to get right into it because I, like I like to talk for a little bit because I've always got people on here. I gotta, I've got to, what's the word? manage to their expectations and talk about what they want to talk about. But here, when it's just me, I can just say whatever I want. Whatever I want. And so I think that's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool. Just like, you know, handing people your ID. It, it just makes you feel like a man or a woman. Or a woman if you're 18. If you're 18, you're a girl, you're trying to buy fireworks, so like, can I see your ID? They're like, yep. You're like, okay. It's just, oh, man. I wish I could compare it to something. Imagine throwing a perfect game in baseball. I don't know. I've never done that. I threw a no-hitter once. Oh, yeah, guess what? So uh, I've been having some shoulder problems lately. Haven't been able to throw a baseball since, uh, what day was that? Haven't been able to throw a baseball without pain since Easter. That was the first time I threw it when I was like, oh, what the heck? And, uh, you know, I've been going to physical therapy, got an MRI. What day was that? Thursday. Thir- yeah, that was my sister's birthday. Thursday. Uh... I worked out, did some armbands, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and throw a tennis ball. Threw a tennis ball at a wall. Didn't feel anything. I'm like, hmm, okay. Took a baseball, threw it at the wall. Didn't feel anything. First time throwing a baseball in three months without pain. Let's hear it for that. Thank you, physical therapy. Woo! I'm back, baby. D3 lives matter, baby. Here I come, all that. Leave for school in like a month and a week. That's kind of scary. Just kidding. It's kind of sweet. <laughs> Might be in the room next to Andrew. It's all bad. It's all bad, baby. All bad. Imagine being in the room next to your best friend from high school in college. Oh, baby. And Rico, shout out to Rico. Rico never gets talked about in this podcast. He, he should get talked about a lot more. Rico's the boy from, from the country. The Algonac, the 248. Or is that Algonac 248 or 810? I, I don't know either. I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> shout out to Rico. Yeah. But yeah, you know, life's crazy, man. Life's moving fast. Life's moving real fast, dude. But before I know it, I'm gonna be working for the UFC one day. Just wait on it. Just just with with this podcast. With this podcast, Dana White's gonna see it and be like, this kid knows what he's talking about. He's gonna hire me as a reporter. He's gonna hire me as a stage manager. He's just gonna hire me. Hire me. Dude, I'm like the biggest fan. Like I've got Fight Pass, I buy the pay-per-views, I got ESPN Plus. Uh, I got the, I paid $75 for these shorts. $75. I've got the same pair of shorts without the UFC logo. I paid like $8 at TJ Maxx. I paid $67 to have this on here, Dana. Hire me. Hire me. Gosh, I'd be so good at that. I would, I dude, working for the UFC, dude, I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't even care about showing it. I, I, 
Tell me I got to wake up at 3 in the morning and I got to work till 2.30 in the morning, dude. 23 and a half hour work days. I wouldn't care, dude. Would not care. I would do that in a heartbeat. Give me a job. Give me a job. You know how hard it is growing up, dude? I've always wondered, like, how am I going to get, like, a real job? But, you know, I've, I mean, I'm kind of learning here and there now. But Dana White, give me a job, man. Give me a job. Give me a job. Gosh, I'd be so good at this. All I'd have to do is just talk about this. Like, I do this already for fun. And I get paid, like, very minimally. Up to, like, making $5 on this podcast, baby. Let's hear it for sponsorships. Woo! I gave it a long clap because <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't say it much, but whenever people are like, where are you going? Because I, I go from my mom's to here because the studios, this, is in the, my uh, my dad. So, you know, I never tell, I never like say it because nobody asks. But whenever somebody, if somebody's going to ask like, where are you going? I'll be like, to work. They'll be like, to Jets? Nah, I'm going to make some money on this podcast. Podcasting is my life, bro. Speaking of podcasting, <laughs> This is my MMA show. I guess we could do it. Brendan Schaub, come on, my guy. My guy, dude. My guy. My guy, B. Schaub, got the coronavirus after all that talky or trash. Oh, wait. After all the trash he talked. That's, that's the, that was the tongue. That, after, after all the trash he talked. Jeez, that's a tongue twister, kind of. Not really. He got it. He got it. San Antonio, him and Callen did, uh, did a show and, uh, he ended up with the uh, coronavirus, dude. Come on, man. You can't talk to talk and now walk the walk, b Shab. Jeez, you should know this. I'm going to get knocked out by Travis Brown. Dude, if you guys ever listen to his, his stand-up, dude, it's so horrible. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, all of it is lies. Like, it, I get that there's, like, some, like, parts of, of all comedy where it's, like, you know, truth, lie, kind of a lie, bending the truth a lot. But his are just straight up lies, dude. He's like, oh, yeah, I spent all this money at McDonald's. As soon as this special comes out and posts on Instagram. Never posted it on Instagram. B, shop. I love that. The dude's my hero, dude. I would I would take a bullet for that guy. I don't even know him. I, I think he's taking a bullet for me with all that thickness. Thick Boy Bike Club. Got my Thick Boy Bike Club shirt over there. Love that thing. Paid like 45 bucks for that. Dude, yeah, dude. If we're being honest, I spent a lot of money on uh, UFC podcasting merch. Bad, it's bad, it's all bad. And then this Saturday, I gotta spend seventy bucks on a fight. Dana White, hire me, dude. I'm giving you like I've given Dana White like at least fifteen hundred bucks in my lifetime. Like, come on, come on, come on. The least you could do is award me with a job. Like you gave some random lady at Best Buy a job. Can't give me a job. She 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 was like, uh, what's the UFC? Who's Dana White? I just fight. But no, 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 no. He's going to give her a job, but not me. Give me a job, Dana. Job. Yeah, hope everybody had a happy 4th of July. Uh, a lot of fireworks. And that was the best transition I could think of, so I'm sorry. A lot of fireworks. You know what the best part about it is? The fireworks don't stop. They don't stop, man. I mean, like, I'm talking both, at, like, both physically and literally. Because we've got Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman for the belt this Saturday now. This Saturday, it goes down. Game bread!
He's finally, dude, what is with this mic? He's killing the vibe every time. Game bread, baby. He's getting his shot. He's getting his shot. But before I say anything else, condolences to Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns liked my tweet, and it, it, made, it made me smile. Um, Gilbert Burns has worked so hard. He's won, what, four fights at welterweight after being just like, he's, he's just a random, you know, fight at lightweight. Goes up to welterweight, and he becomes a title contender. Destro obliterates Tyron Woodley, dude. You got to feel for Gilbert Burns. I mean, yes, I mean, I, I love Jorge Masvidal. I'm so pumped for him to get this fight. At the same time, I'm like, ah, geez, I wish he didn't have to go at the expense of Gilbert Burns and his team. They've worked so hard to get here. Gilbert, his team, and, you know, he was finally going to get the action he deserves. Fight Island, biggest card of the year, main event, Kamaru Usman, former teammates. It just, it all made perfect sense. And it just sucks that it had to end this way. My condolences to him, as always. Uh, I hope he, he gets better soon. He will, I hope. Or I shouldn't even say I hope. He will get better soon. And then from there, I, I hope he gets a shot against Masvidal next. I hope it's him and Burns next. That'd be, I think, I think, Kamara, I think Gilbert would lose that fight, though. I think Gilbert would beat Kamara, but I think he loses to Masvidal. Styles make fights, man. That's why nobody will ever be the greatest. Like, people will be the greatest, but, like, you, you can never fully compare two people because it's just based off styles. Like, I think Gaethje's going to beat Khabib. Does that mean that Gaethje's better than Khabib? It's just a bad stylistic matchup. Bad stylistically. But then you've got the greatest of all time. The George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, uh, John Jones. People who are just perfect or who are well-rounded. That's why they're the greatest of all time. It's going to be hard for people to be like them. When you don't have a game like that. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. Jorge Masvidal got the call after uh, Gilbert Burns uh, came down with the coronavirus. And uh, here we stand. It's uh, it's Monday. We got five days. Five days to go. Fight Island. Stand up. Oh. Fight Island. Dang it. Fight Island. Stand up. It's so awesome, dude. I'm so pumped for this fight. I feel like I feel like Gilbert Burns versus Kamara Usman was a great fight for the hardcore fans. Now, with Masvidal coming in, people are like just random people are gonna be like, "That's the dude I see in Sports Center all the time with the flying knee." Jorge Masvidal is a superstar. If he if he beats Kamara, which I think he will, and he takes the strap. His stock goes crazy, dude. He's, I mean, nobody will ever be Conor McGregor. Nobody. But it, if we're being honest, I think Masvidal already is number two. But if he beats Kamaru, dude, he is solidified at number two for the biggest fighters, dude. Biggest fighters. And, dude, if Masvidal comes out with a flying knee knockout, boo, dude, woo! I mean, I don't think that'll happen. Kamaru's actually a good fighter. Somewhat. Compared, other than, uh... Ben Askren. That was a that was one year ago today, by the way. Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren. One year ago today. I remember watching that fight. Um, watching the fight in Fort Wayne, Indiana, in a hotel room. I'm I'm on the right side of the bed. My dad's on the left side of the bed, asleep. I tried connecting to my Xbox in the room. It wouldn't connect. It was stupid. I'm watching the fight on my phone. My buddy Miles, shout out to Miles, is watching the fight on his phone. My phone's a little bit faster than this for some reason. It's like 11:30 at this point. 11:30, you know. 
people in the hotel are asleep, like any normal place. I'm like, all right, you know, I think I think Ashton's gonna win. Cause at this point, at this point in his career, I was like, I don't, I, I don't know about Masvidal. I don't think he's that good. You know, he's kind of a journeyman, whatever, blah blah blah, here and there. I'm watching the fight. I'm like, all right, here we go. I see him acting all tough. I'm like, all right, whatever. Comes out, runs at him. I I, I blinked. He's on the ground. I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I did not even know what to think. I didn't even know what to think. I was just like, what? And I screamed in the hotel room. I was like, mm. all right, hold up. I'll, I'll reenact it. Oh! And Miles' phone's delayed. So he's just watching it like, huh? Then all of a sudden he goes, Oh, I'm like, dude, greatest knockout of all time. He's like, oh my god, I'm like, dude, game bread. Since then, Masvidal is my number four favorite fighter. Number four. Want to run through my top five? Connor, Dustin, Cody Garbrandt, Jorge Masvidal, John Jones. That's top five. Top five. Top five. But yeah, if Masvidal sent his sent his scale into superstardom right there, and he just hasn't looked back since. You know. He's changed his game so much, dude. Just look at his last three wins. His last three wins. Darren Till, who's a beast that one. He fought him at 170, which I get, which I know it's a tough cut for Darren Till, you know, weight cut, blah, 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 whatever. But Darren Till's at 185 now, and he's a win away from a title shot, if we're being honest. If he beats Robert Whitaker, he's getting the next title shot. He said Paul Costa, but whatever. Ben Askren. Say what you want. He was undefeated at the time. Say what you want. Beats bombs. Say what you want. I don't care. Undefeated at the time. Nate Diaz. He ab- dominated Nate Diaz. Obliterated Nate Diaz. He won all three rounds. Cut Nate Diaz up so bad. Doctor stopped it. I, w- I rewatched that fight. That fight hurt so bad, dude. I remember watching that. Just, I was so excited. So excited for the fight. And then they're like, it was so anticlimactic. And I hope that they can run that back one day. I, what I do like about Masvidal, too, is that he said after this fight, as in this fight with Kamara, once he wins the belt, he wants to run it back with Nate Diaz or he wants to run it back with Steven Thompson. And I like that. It, I like what he said about Nate Diaz, too, because he's like, I promised him a rematch, so I'm going to give it to him. He's a man of his word. Shout out to Masvidal, dude. People don't make him people like... People aren't like Masvidal anymore, dude. Nobody will be like Masvidal. He's just too good. He's just... Masvidal's just bred different. He comes from a different game. He comes from the Kimbo Slice background in Miami. And what can you say about that, dude? He's built different. Built different. But, yeah. um, I'm so excited, dude. So excited. And another thing. I went to UFC 247 in Houston. Shout out to my father. That was my 18th birthday present. Went down to Houston. uh, 247. It was on my birthday. Uh, February 7th. I met Jorge Masvidal at Hooters. Shout out to the Hooters girl, especially in the picture. The girl to the far right, if you see this, at KQHA official. That's my Instagram. Psh, you know. And then I met, and then uh, the next day, who did I meet? Jared Cannonier, Brian Ortega, Dustin Poirier, uh, Curtis Blades, Jessica Rose Clark, and Douglas Lima from Bellator. And since then, two of them have had fights. They're, they both won. Meaning, all the f- both or all the fighters who I met in Texas, who have fought since, have won. Masvidal's gonna continue the streak. I got Masvidal's second round TKO. If you think Kamaro's gonna, all right, here, here's my thing. People are like, Kamaro's just gonna out wrestle him, and he's just gonna, you know, it's, it's gonna be, you know, 
a war on the mats for 25 minutes. People don't realize. Do you know who, who, who Jorge's two main training partners have been for this camp? It's been Dustin Poirier, the second best lightweight in the world. Sorry, Justin, you're third. The second best lightweight in the world. And Bo Nickel, one of the, I think he's one of four times national champ. Hold up. Bo Nickel wrestling. I think he was a four-time four time national champ um, at Penn State. If you wrestle at Penn State, dude, you're automatically a beast. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Gosh, Wikipedia is so garbage. Three-time national champion, one-time second place. Took second place one time, that was, and that's a bad season for him. Three-time national champion, and then three-time Big Ten champion. One time took third. Do you know how good you have to be to even wrestle at Penn State? Like, that is unreal. Bo Nickel is insane. If you think Kamaru Usman, who wrestled a, what, D3? I mean, sure, sure, you know, I know there's differences there, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you've got the greatest, or one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Penn State, Top, top level. That's the Alabama football for people who don't know wrestling. That's like Alabama for football. That's like Duke for basketball. And he is a three-time national champion. And he's training with Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal has gotten the greatest training, the greatest wrestling. I mean, I shouldn't say coach, but the greatest partner. And, I mean, I'm sure that that uh, at Bo Nichols training him, they're coaching him too. Like, geez. If I was an MMA fighter, I, I'd want Bo Nickel to coach me for my wrestling. I quit wrestling. I'm so upset at this point, but whatever. Um, Yeah, so if you think that, that Jorge Masvidal is not ready for Kamaru Usman, think about Kamaru, too, is he was training for Gilbert Burns all camp, all this fight. He's training, yep, fight, Gilbert Burns, right here, right here, right here. Jorge Masvidal hasn't been, fo- hasn't been focused on, you know, fo- what's his name? Jorge Masvidal hasn't been training for a fight in general, but he's been training for Kamara whenever he does train because he know he knows that that should should be his next fight. And as soon as this fight fell through, he's already got he's already got the camp down. He already knows what he's got to do. He's got the the best wrestling partner in the world. He's got one of the best boxing partners in the world. I say that Kamara's definitely going to take him down. He's definitely going to get taken down one way or the other. But I say that Masvidal knocks him out late in the second. I think Masvidal can do it. I think that he's going to knock Kamaru Usman out, and then he's, I don't know what he's going to say. As soon, when Masvidal wins this fight, if Masvidal wins this fight, you've got the second biggest star in the UFC, and you've got your biggest star who's in re- retirement waiting for a big fight. There is no bigger fight. If, if Masvidal wins this fight, there is no bigger fight than Masvidal versus Connor, dude. That would that would sell more fights. That would sell more than Nate Connor three. I guarantee it. And the best part about it too is I think that Connor starches Masvidal. Starches first round knockout. I I love Masvidal. He's my fourth favorite fighter. But Styles make matchups, dude. And Connor would—that's just a bad matchup for Masvidal. I think he's—I think Connor starches him. 
he doesn't have the power. Or I should say he doesn't have the power, but I feel like Connor's I feel like Connor's fight IQ, his head movement, his boxing, just like outdoes anything Masvidal does. I love Masvidal. I think he's gonna beat tomorrow. I think he's gonna be the top of 170. But I think if he ever fights Connor, I think which I think they should do next. If Masvidal wins his fight, when he wins his fight, I think that Connor starches him. It's just my opinion, my my humble opinion. Um, Kobe Covington wanted this fight also. I am so happy that they didn't give it to him and they gave it to Masvidal instead. I love that fight. Kamaru versus Covington was an instant classic, but you know, I feel like at this point Masvidal deserves it more. Sure, it was a close fight. I had it 2-2 going into the fifth in that fight. But I feel like there's no way they could have given it to Covington over Masvidal. If Covington would have taken it, you know, if Masvidal didn't want it, give it to Covington. But Covington taking that fight over Masvidal or getting that fight over Masvidal, it wouldn't have made sense. I'm glad the UFC made the right decision. The rest of the card, Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. I know I talk about this like every week, but I'm so excited. And I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to recap this card. Next Monday, dude. I'm so pumped. Like, I'm so pumped already. Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. Peter Yan, I, I, I can't even look at I, I can't even like look at his tweet tweets, dude. It's so bad. It's so horrible. It just I it hurts my head. Like seeing what he tweets, it doesn't make any sense. I do think that Jose. I think that I think that Peter Yan's a good fighter, but I think that he bases himself off of. The Uriah Faber win too much. Sure, he's got wins over Jimmy Rivera, John Dodson, and Uriah Faber. That's good. That's a good lineup right there. Oh, excuse me. But it doesn't compare to what Jose Aldo is. Jose Aldo's been up there with the top of the top of the top. He's fought at 145. He's fought Max Holloway twice. Fought Connor, Chad Mendez, Ricardo. I think he fought Ricardo Lamas, Jeremy Stevens, Marlon Marais, like. I don't think, I think that when it comes down to it, I think Aldo finishes him in the fourth or the third when Aldo's got the gas tank, he's got the experience. It's it's Aldo's going to win the, this fight the same reason Dustin beat Dan Hooker. Like, sure, you know, Dan Hooker's a young up-and-coming guy. Peter Jan's a young up-and-coming guy. But you've got the staple, but you've got the staple, the legend, Dustin Poirier. You've got the staple, the legend, Jose Aldo. And, you know, it might look promising in the beginning for the young guy, but as soon as, what the heck? Sorry, but as soon as it like gets into play, where like this is the fight, like this is a five round fight. I think Aldo outsmarts him. I think he knocks him out in the fourth, or in the thir- late third or fourth, late third or early fourth. And then the other title fight, Max and Volkanovski. Um, I had Max winning this fight. I thought he was gonna win this fight, take his belt back. I just heard, or there's an, a thing that Max said. I think it was on Ariel Hawani's show. Where he did all his training camps, all his all his training, all his sparring over Zoom for this fight. His first time seeing his coaches was at the airport on the way to I think Vegas or Abu Dhabi. One or the other. I don't think I think that Volkanovski's been no, he's been training with I mean, I shouldn't say he's been training with Dan Hooker, but you know, if you're trained by the same dude with Dan Hooker, Kai Car France, Israel Asanya. Who else is that city kickboxing? City kickboxing is insane, insanely good. And I think that I think that, that Volkanovski is going to win this fight now. I, I don't want to, I, I don't have a problem with him, but I just think that Max is a good guy. I want to see Max get his belt back. Rest of the card page, Van Zandt, Amanda Rebos. 
Paige Van Zandt, I don't know why she fights, dude. She shouldn't fight. Like, come on. She already said she makes more money just promoting things on Instagram because of what she looks like. There's no point in re- having her, you know, get punched in the face, risk that, you know. To me, personally, she's going to lose this fight. She'll never fight again. She's kind of annoying. She's really cringy. Austin Vanderford's beast, Mr. Van Zandt. I had physical therapy today? It's a Tuesday. Dude, it said Tuesday, and I'm getting charged 25 bucks. That's stupid. Anyway, jeez, my mom's going to be mad. Mom's going to be mad at me. What was I just talking about? Oh, yeah, and then Rose and Andrade. Rose was destroying her. Andrade got lucky. Rose is going to knock her out in the first or second, I hope. I like Thug Rose. Thug Rose! I, I love when DC says that. Thug Rose, Thug Rose, Thug Rose, Thug Rose, Thug Rose. Thug Rose. Ugh. Watch UFC Destined, Poirier vs. Hooker 2. That is insane. Like, if you check the, the end of that fight where you've got Dan Hooker getting carted out, he looks dead. I will be 100% honest. He looks dead. Like, he's laying in the stretcher, going into the ambulance. Like, no, his face is all bloody. So he's like... Like, he does not look alive. I feel so bad. Like, it hurts to watch that. And it's insane that he only made 110 for that fight. 110,000 for that fight. It's in, or well, fight of the night, 160,000, I guess. But still, like, you're going home with 160,000. You got to give some to your team. Like, you're probably only making, like, 125. I guess, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a ton of money for 25 minutes. But at the same time, you know, if you do that and you, like, that just brought so many more fans to the UFC. And it, he gets fans from Dustin's fans. And I don't know. I wish UFC would pay a lot more to their fighters. I really do. I hope that Masvidal gets a fat payday. I guarantee. I shouldn't say guarantee, but. I really would like to know how much he's making for this fight. 500, 500? Masvidal deserves it. He's going to get, because he's that fight, they're going to get like 300K more buys from just random people. And even if they don't like get a lot more buys, the amount of people who are gonna who buy the fight and then he, they've got people over because they're like, yeah, the dude with the flying knee, not the dude with the, you know, the dude with the flying knee in five seconds, that dude he's fighting, I'll come check that out. People are going to want to see that. People want to see that fight. People want to see Masvidal. It's insane. It's it, he's a, he's a different Connor. He doesn't he doesn't have the level that Connor has, you know. But he's nobody will ever be Connor. Nobody. 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 But he's there. He's right underneath. The only thing is, is it's like Masvidal is like when you're like in wrestling, like six in the state to one in the state. Remember, one in the state destroys you, embarrasses you. But if you're one, you're a beast. You're untouchable. Connor's talk, his fight selling is untouchable. 
I hope he comes back after Ma- after Masvidal wins this fight. <clears throat> excuse me. After Masvidal wins this fight, it needs to be him and Connor. Him and Connor is the fight to make, not him and Stephen Thompson. I know he wants that. Doesn't make any sense. That fight is so small. Not him and Diaz. He already obliterated Diaz. I mean, sure, if he wants to give it to him down the road, give it to him. But it doesn't make sense to me. So much good stuff. And Microsoft accidentally leaked the beta for UFC 4. And know who the two people on the cover are? Jorge Masvidal and Israel Adesanya. Let's hear for those two. I'm pumped, dude. That game better be better than the third one. Like, the third one, the second one was such a good game. The third one is so bad. So bad. So bad. What? It doesn't even make any sense. Like, I shouldn't have to hit four buttons at one time to throw an uppercut. Fix your game, UFC. Fix your game, Dana. I'll make the game. Give Hire me. Give me a job. Give me a job. Give me a job. Ugh. But, um, I don't know what else to talk about, so. I think that's all. So, yeah, we got Fight Island this weekend. You better check that fight out. You better check that card out. If you don't, you're missing out, man. I'm so pumped. You should be pumped, too. Even if you're not a fan, I guarantee you see this fight on Instagram, on TV, on Twitter, on all your socials. It's getting everywhere. There's people, random people are going to watch it. Post on the story. The dude with the flying knee. Oh. It's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. And it's on an island. Sure, it's not, like, on a beach or anything. It's going to hang. Point is. Anyway, that's all the time we got for today. Fight Island, baby. Jorge Masvidal's taking it home. He's taking it home, baby. Uh, that's all the time we got. Dude, oh, my God. That's all the time we got for today. Um, And I'll uh, see you guys uh, next week. Have uh, fun watching the fights this weekend. Stay safe and uh, be nice to each other. That's all.